This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. About a month ago, John Buddy Andrade was on this program saying the offshore wind industry was here, and if you wanted to work in it, you had better get ready. Now we have a similar message, I believe, this time for area businesses that could possibly benefit from offshore wind. Delivering that message today is Eric Andrade, who is uh, volunteering his time, really, with the goal of making sure that all facets of the community benefit from this new industry. And uh, good morning, Eric. Let's start there. Good morning, Jim. All right. So, Eric, who do you represent? Who are you working with uh, today? I'm working with the Business Network for Offshore Wind, which is a nonprofit based out of D.C. Um, that specializes in building up the local supply chain for the offshore wind industry. They've been around for 10 years now, and their goal has been to build up a supply chain in the United States to bring this emerging industry. Offshore wind is an old industry in Europe. It's been in existence for over 20 years now. Um, but in the United States, it's uh, a developing and emerging industry. And in order to bring that industry here, we need to build a local supply chain, not just of employees and people that are employed, but more importantly, the businesses that supply uh, the supply chain, manufacturers and uh, all the businesses involved in the development of it. And um, Vineyard Wind, as we know, we've been hearing about Vineyard Wind for a long time, and they finally got their ducks in a row and their contracts lined up, and they're ready to go pretty much. Is that right? From my understanding, they're, they're expected to be completed with their uh, construction sometime in the end of 2023. So, yeah, it, the development, this is something I've learned recently. I, I recently got contracted with the Business Network in January. And in, in my learning uh, of the industry, uh, one of the things I realized is because, like you, I've, I've heard of offshore wind for a while. I was working at YouthBuild. In 2012, we were teaching classes on sustainability and talking about the need to transition from fossil fuels to to offshore wind as one of the um, renewable energy sources. And, you know, we've we've heard about offshore wind in New Bedford going back more than 10 years. And the realization is that the process from leasing an area of the offshore uh, ocean to permitting and construction it, it may be 10 years before they, they begin construction sometimes so yeah. it's a it's a, a process and uh, right now in this region with vineyard wind like you're saying it's at a point where you know we're moving f- forward rapidly and there's more leasing uh, happening in Massachusetts Maine uh, Rhode Island has a goal to have New York yeah New all York, of that all across the country um so Vineyard Wind is seemingly ready to go. And it's incumbent, I think, on not only local folks who want a job, but also local businesses. That's what we're here to talk about today. Your message today is businesses had better get ready and start looking around for opportunities. And there is a place they can look. So let's let's start first with what sort of businesses do you think would be beneficial to this supply chain you're talking about? There's a varied array of businesses um, from surveying in the very beginning during the permitting uh, stage, uh, folks that have boats, vessels that have boats to go out and survey the ocean for wildlife and um, 
to GIS mapping to IT tech to cable companies, construction companies, concrete. Um, There's a variety of skills that's needed to do this job even before you put in a turbine. Yes. Clearly. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, many folks who own uh, small, uh, own or operate small businesses in New Bedford might say, listening to this, they might say, uh, what would our offshore wind want with me? I mean, I, I run a paint shop or I want run a, uh, a small hardware store or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what would they want with me? What do you say to them? For, for those examples in particular, like they're going to need to paint uh, these turbines, uh, corro- non-corrosive painting. You're going to need supplies to build these turbines. Some of the parts are going to be manufactured overseas and shipped into the area, but then they're also going to need to have some of the components built here in the United States. They're going to have vessels. We're going to have a, a, a large need for vessels to be created. Uh, right now in Somerset, um, there's some uh, businesses that have transitioned to start building vessels for crew vessels. So these vessels are going to need support. So there's not just the businesses on the uh, ocean that we're going to have to look at, but also on the land. They're going to be building substations on the land. So they're going to need contractors. They're going to need plumbers. They're going to need folks that can supply the the materials that they're going to need. They're going to need ship suppliers, uh, folks that are in the fishing industry uh, that are used to ship supplying. And and these crew vessels are going to need folks to do that. So there's a, a wide array of businesses outside of just that, the businesses that are traditionally in offshore wind industry. There's also the capacity for people to pivot and change their business model. Learning about the industry and all the different varied stages and also the businesses that can tie into that. And maybe something that a local business learning about it may say, hey, this is something that's growing in our, in our economy There's a commitment from the federal government. There's a commitment from the state of Massachusetts. There's certainly a commitment in the city of New Bedford. Maybe we should pivot and and, and create, either recreate a business or or pivot our own business right now to to get involved. And I think the first stage is to get information. For myself, I thought I knew something, and I realized I I knew just the tip of the iceberg in terms of uh, what business opportunities exist in the offshore wind industry. And I think that, First, learning and, and, and getting a clear understanding of the overall big picture because um, for myself, I thought it was something relatively simple and that, you know, uh, I was confused as why it was taking so long for offshore wind to emerge yeah. with all this energy that was invested going back years ago. Um, at least 12 years ago, I remember at the Bioneers River the Bay Connecting for Change Sure. They were having conferences and conversations about the need for offshore wind. Um, and, you know, you start looking and you're saying, where are they at? We've had all these trainings. And then you realize that the process for the development of these projects is, is, is longstanding. It takes about, you know, it could be a 15-year window between uh, finding the, the land. First idea yeah. to actually putting a turbine in. Um so how can businesses, how can local businesses in Greater New Bedford go about making that connection? I would bet you're going to tell me the first step is to attend a meeting. Is that right? I would say that's a, that's a first step. You could attend a meeting, but also Google is a great friend. Yeah. Um, I would go online and, 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 and you have resources like the Business Network for Offshore Wind is a supply chain uh, organization. It's a nonprofit 
There's plenty of information on the website um, for the business network for Offshore Wind. Um, OffshoreWindUS.org uh, is, the, is the website. There. Yes, sir. So if you're interested, OffshoreWindUS.org. And that uh, will give you an idea what the business network for Offshore Wind is all about. Uh, also locally, there is New Bedford Ocean Clusters, which is an organization that was nonprofit that was founded recently that's focused on building a local supply chain in New Bedford. Um, and the particular reason that I came here today is we're having a foundation to blade. Vineyard Wind has sponsored trainings in Massachusetts to increase the diversity in the offshore wind supply chain. Um, so they've sponsored uh, free trainings for businesses based in Massachusetts owned by underrepresented groups, including women, Native Americans, African Americans, Hispanic Americans, Cape Verdean Americans, Portuguese Americans, Asian Americans, members of the global majority, tribal members, people with disabilities, and members of the LGBTQ plus community. So this free training uh, will be held at the Verdian Veterans Hall, which is in 561 Purchase Street, New Bedford, Mass., on March 7th, March 8th, and March 9th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, due to the sponsorship for Vineyard Wind, uh, the pricing will be free. Typically, this training for corporations and businesses is about uh, $2,000 roughly in value. In addition, uh, everyone will receive this uh, textbook, which I'm showing you right now, which is a 250-page uh, textbook, which goes through all of the uh, phases and kind of highlights how a business can get involved into the offshore wind industry. Um, and folks can sign up for that by going to offshorewindus.org backslash OSW training. All right. So, again, the meetings are March 7th, 8th, and 9th from 10 to 4 at the Cape Verdean Vets Hall for 561 Purchase Street here in New Bedford. It's very important, folks. I mean, if you want to, uh, the, the offshore wind is coming here. We all know that they are uh, a business that is growing and wants to grow here in the United States. And if you want to be a part of it, this is really the time to step up and step into that meeting and learn more about how you can do it. Now, maybe your business won't qualify or they may not need the skill that you have. I don't know, but it doesn't hurt to find out. It doesn't hurt to invest some time online, as uh, Eric has suggested, and also at this meeting at the Verdian Vets Hall. Again, March 7th, 8th, and 9th, 10 to 4, and I think it might be a wise investment for all businesses in New Bedford. Um, this, these particular trainings are, are targeted towards the underrepresented groups. And the reason being so is that the underrepresented groups are often, more often than not, bear the brunt of the consequences of energy production in the past. So the communities that we're talking about are the communities that have higher environmental justice issues, human trafficking issues, exploitation issues, and there's a, a, a huge gap in between those communities and those businesses inside of the offshore wind industry. So the goal of this training through Vineyard Wind is to support the upliftment of those underrepresented groups. Mm -hmm. So it's, this training is eligible for those groups. Um, so again, uh, if the business is owned by women, if it's owned by Native Americans, African Americans, Hispanic Americans, Portuguese Americans, uh, Asian Americans, members of the global majority, tribal members, people with disabilities, veterans, or members of the LGBTQ plus community. And the 
there is opportunities for local businesses that are not within that. Um, go to offshorewindusa.org. Yeah. Uh, there are other, other opportunities. This particular training opportunity is targeted to the groups that have been underrepresented in that industry. All As right. you were saying, the offshore wind industry has already established a bit with Vineyard Winds project nearing completion by the end of 2023. And the goal is to increase the number of these underrepresented groups inside of this supply chain. You're listening to Town Square Sunday. My guest is Eric Andre, who's representing the Business Network for Offshore Wind. Uh, that's an organization that's urging small businesses, including minority and women-owned businesses, uh, to step up and find out how they might benefit from the offshore wind industry. Um, I think a key point that you were you were speaking about with me sure. is that the need to really focus locally. Um, the employment opportunities are, are important locally, but one thing that we really have to look at is the business opportunities. The economy will really grow when the business owners are the ones that are getting contracts inside of this industry. So we really, as a community in the state of Massachusetts, really have to urge that Massachusetts-based businesses and New England-based businesses, U.S.-based businesses get very involved in this industry. Get a piece of the action. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, that, I think the greatest fear I have uh, about all of this is that the people of New Bedford will not get a piece of the action. And uh, when, when we first started talking about this, I said, geez, how is this going to benefit all of us? Mm-hmm. Um, the companies uh, uh, could bring in their own people to do a lot of the work. People have already done it in other parts of the, other parts of the world. And they'll rely on their own vendors. That's a fear I have, that they rely mostly on their own vendors. Now, this is an attempt to broaden their scope, frankly, to broaden Vineyard Wind's scope and say, we have a lot of folks here who can provide what you need. Mm-hmm. It would be sad if that didn't happen. And it's not just Vineyard Wind that, that is in Massachusetts. There's other projects that are gearing up to be leased out in Massachusetts. And Massachusetts has made a commitment to increase offshore wind industry. So there'll be more than just this Vineyard Wind project that we have to think about. And I think the issue that you're, you're, you're talking about is something that we have to really think about on a legislative level because it's the state that sets the mandates in terms of uh, the requirements that are, are coming in for these developments yeah. that are happening. So your concern is a concern that drew me into this because I'm concerned about New Bedford sure. and in particular how uh, the development uh, and the benefit of development is is reaching the people of New Bedford and the community of New Bedford. And I think that one of the most important things that we can we can do is we can advocate on on a statewide level to um, to our state representatives, to Tony Cabral, to Mark Montigny, to Hendricks, and and to others to advocate that in the future with the leasing agreements that go forward, that you know we we really look at how we can increase our local economy and our local environment and support the development of a local supply chain. So folks have to get busy now. If you want to work in the offshore wind industry, there are places you can go to learn more. Um, and I assume your website is, is one of those places? Yes, sir. Okay. And again, these meetings at uh, the Verde Vets Hall, they are specifically for minority, underrepresented groups, women-owned businesses, minority businesses, Native American-owned businesses, the whole list uh, that you can 
a find, I'm sure, on the website. But these meetings are really to, to cater to those groups who haven't, I think we all would admit, they haven't had the opportunities that other businesses have had. So this is a chance for those groups to get into play here, get part of the action, if you will. Yeah, information is power, uh, the potential for power. So the information that folks will, will receive will introduce them to offshore wind um, and give them an understanding of the different phases of operation and the development so they can understand when and where contracts for their particular business type would likely happen and also the resources that they will need to have or the requirements they'll need to have to get to that. So you may come into this training and realize that this is something that you want to get in, involved in. And it may be a window of time. It may not be overnight that you're able to get a contract. You may have a process to get to that. But it's important to have that information so you can stop planning and pivot your business in order to get included into this pipeline. Um, the other thing that's important to, 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 to mention is that each day there will be an industry roundtable where they'll bring in four developers or contractors that are actively working in the offshore wind industry. And it's a way for the local businesses to engage with these developers and develop a relationship. As you know, in a lot of business, everything comes down to relationships and con connections. So it's an opportunity for the local businesses to get eyes and ears uh, and connection to these folks and then to ask them questions and to, to discover you know, the processes that they may go through to get a contract in the offshore wind industry. My guest has been Eric Andrade. He's representing the business network for offshore wind. Don't forget the meetings for underrepresented business owners. March 7th, 8th, and 9th at the Verdian Vets Hall on Purchase Street in New Bedford. They start at 10 a.m. Eric, thanks very much for coming in Thank and you, talking Brian. with us about it. Stay with us. Town Square Sunday will continue in just a moment.